Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Secret service, look at that. This man, whose name is Dominic, he's wearing a white and black pinstripe prison outfit. He leaped off the sidewalk toward the former president's motorcade in Mr. Trump's vehicle. As he left the courthouse, the Secret Service swooped in, tackled him to the ground, and put him in cuffs. Earlier, he was walking around with a sign that said, arrest him, referring, of course, to Donald Trump. On Tuesday in Miami, Donald Trump became the first president of the United States to be charged with a federal crime. It feels a bit like a witch hunt to me. I think that if you're going to investigate Trump, you should investigate both sides. As Donald Trump very eloquently says, when they're coming after him, they're really looking to come after us. You may also have a strong feeling of deja vu. Haven't we been here before? It was only less than three months ago that Trump was in a state courthouse in New York, pleading not guilty to 34 felony counts over all that business with hush money in the porn star. But there is something different going on here. Trump's former Attorney General Bill Barr thought so on Fox News of all places. It's a very detailed indictment uh, and it's very, very damning. If even half of it is true, then he's toast. You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Luke Jones. Today, why these are the charges Trump should worry about. I'm David Charter. I'm the US editor of The Times based in Washington, D.C., David, take us back to Tuesday. What, what did we see there? So this was really a, a historic day in American history because never before has a former president appeared in court on federal criminal charges. Another inauspicious first for Donald Trump because just a couple of months ago, he was the first former US president to appear in state courts on criminal charges. And of course, he's the only president to have been impeached twice while he was in office. What we saw on Tuesday, well, we didn't see a lot of Donald Trump in Miami, as it happens, because he arrived dramatically at the court in a 15-vehicle motorcade and was driven into the basement, where he then took the service elevator up to the courtroom, and he made a brief appearance before a magistrate judge, where on his behalf, his lawyer 
pleaded not guilty to 37 felony criminal charges. That means the higher level of criminal charge in the American system. And then without saying a word, actually, during the whole hearing, which was about 20 minutes or so, he left the building in his motorcade and we didn't see him speak until the motorcade reached a group of his supporters in a nearby Cuban restaurant. It does look like the motorcade has stopped. That is the Versailles Bakery, the very, very famous bakery in Little Havana in Miami. I believe that is uh, where the former president and his... uh, Where he was greeted as a hero by flag-waving supporters. I think it's a rigged deal here. We have a rigged country. We have a country that's corrupt. We have a country that's got no borders. We have a country that's got nothing but problems. We're a nation in decline. He did get a, a proper chance to speak to his supporters, though, didn't he, later on, back in New Jersey. A, a property he owns, is that right? He gave a speech. That's right. He flew back on his Trump Force One plane from Miami International Airport back up to New Jersey. And actually, he vowed to take revenge on President Biden should he be elected the 47th president next year. I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the United States of America, Joe Biden, and the entire Biden crime family. Name a special prosecutor. And to top this strange day off, it was the eve of his birthday as well, so the crowd sang to him. They, just as they did at the Cuban restaurant on his first brief stop on the way to the airport, They burst into happy birthday because it was indeed the eve of his 77th birthday. Let's go back to this indictment, David. Um, just, just take us through it, exactly what the charges are that have been put to him. So this focuses on Donald Trump's retention of government documents, many of them classified, after he left the presidency. And he was asked repeatedly by the National Records Authority to return these into their safekeeping. And he consistently said that he didn't have anything to turn over to them. It resulted in a raid on Mar-a-Lago last August. It's a remarkable development with the former president himself confirming that the FBI has executed a search warrant on his home in Palm Beach, Florida today. He said in a statement that his beautiful home is, quote, currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large number of FBI agents. He says, And the charges came from a special counsel who was appointed by Merrick Garland, the Attorney General. And they are 31 counts of willful retention of national defence information, each of which carries up to 10 years in prison. There are four further charges, more serious individual charges, with a jail term of up to 20 years each, including conspiracy to obstruct justice. And there are two other charges, lesser charges, with a maximum penalty of five years. And I should say he's not the only one charged in this indictment. There are also charges against his valet, Walt Nauter, who appeared in the courtroom with him on Tuesday and is also intending to plead not guilty to all charges. 
Mm. And in terms of those 31 counts that you mentioned, um, willful retention of national defence information is part of it. So classified documents, as you say, which he he shouldn't have had and and should have handed over. What kind of national defence information did all of this include? The summary in the indictment shows that one of the documents, at least one of the documents, was marked for the Five Eyes intelligence partners, that is, America, Australia, Britain, Canada, and New Zealand, who who share very sensitive secret information amongst themselves. Another one related to plans for a potential attack on another country that were drawn up by the Pentagon. And this comes to the single most damning revelation, I think, of the whole indictment, which is a passage that's a recording of Trump talking to an author about highly secret plans drawn up by the Pentagon to attack another country. And Trump is explaining to the author on the tape that the military did this because he'd mentioned perhaps we could attack country A, I think as it's referred to. And then there's a rustling noise as if Trump's waving some papers around and showing them to the author. And so Trump says to the author, this was done by the military and given to me. See, as president, I could have declassified it. And then he adds, now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. Isn't that interesting? And this is included in the indictment, of course, because the prosecutors believe this shows clearly that Trump knew very well what he was doing, that he was no longer able to declassify these documents, that they were still very secret and really should have been in the possession of the government, uh, uh, as the prosecution claims. Gosh. And it's not just the fact that he was showing them off, uh, allegedly, in, in such a liberal way, but also there are raised eyebrows and questions about where those documents were being stored as well. They weren't exactly in the safest of locations, it looks like. So also in the indictment are a series of photographs showing the boxes at various locations at Mar-a-Lago, his Palm Beach resort. First of all, when they were brought there from the White House, they spent a couple of months on the ballroom stage. Then they had to be moved away from there and they spent some time in a bathroom. And then Trump created a space for them in the basement. And there's another photograph showing one box spilling out, which was, we believe, a photo taken by Walt Nauter, the valet who was tasked with moving these boxes around as they people tried to find a new place to stash them in, in Mar-a-Lago as different rooms became needed and different spaces were created for them. That's also the, the trickiest legal bit, isn't it? The the efforts allegedly went to they went to to try and keep this away from the authorities who were asking for them back. That's right. And it comes to Another really damning part of the indictment, I think, which shows that Jack Smith, the special counsel, got approval from a court to break the normal attorney-client privilege between Trump and one of his lawyers and get access to the notes of the lawyer. And these notes allegedly show that Trump basically asked the lawyer to lie for him and tell investigators, hey, um, why don't you just tell them we haven't got any more any more documents. It is very unusual for a prosecutor to be able to look into lawyers' notes with their client, and it's certain to be challenged by the Trump defence team before it ever reaches a jury. But it, once again, it seems to show 
a willful behaviour of Trump trying to conceal what he knows are secret documents from the government. This gets us to Walt Nauter. Is he Trump's personal assistant? He's a co-defendant in this. Um, What is he alleged to have done? What's his role in this? So Walt Nauter is a young former military guy who was an assistant to Trump at the White House and basically became his body man, his valet, and stayed with him in his employment when he left Washington and came to Mar-a-Lago as his right-hand man, his gopher, really. And he's the guy, according to the indictment, who was asked by Trump to move the documents around and in at least one case to try and conceal them from even from his own legal team. So we've got this incredible situation, David, that you've got um, Trump allegedly asking his valet, his bagman, his personal assistant to hide some of these boxes of information to keep them away from Trump's own legal team who want to hand this stuff over to the FBI because they've asked for it back. That's right. And there's been an attempt by the prosecution, we believe, to flip Walt Nauter and turn him into a witness against Trump. And what we're seeing in real time, actually, with Walt seen at his side going to restaurants with Trump is Trump is really hugging him close and trying to keep him on board. Donald Trump did not spend his post-indictment weekend strategizing with his lawyers, as one might expect. Now, the ex-president hit the campaign trail, glad-handing with supporters at events in Georgia and North Carolina. And who is that over the president's shoulder while he signed memorabilia for his MAGA fans? Why, it's Walt Nauta, the former White House valet turned Trump staffer, who just so happens to be Trump's co-defendant in the documents case. Let's look at this actual case and how serious it could be, because there are lots of things swirling around Trump world, legally speaking. This is his second indictment in two months. Why do people seem so agitated about this one in particular? What makes this one so serious? I think this is a different order of magnitude from the state charges that he faces in New York. Those were charges of tax evasion to conceal payments to two women who allege affairs with Donald Trump and were given large sums of money to keep quiet about it, basically, before the 2016 election. But the penalties for that are not as serious as the ones in the federal indictment. As Trump himself has pointed out, when you add up all the years for each individual charge in the federal indictment, it comes to 400 years in prison. But there's another reason why I think it's more serious for Trump, and that's because it's less easy to dismiss in the court of public opinion, because it's been brought by a special counsel who, yes, he was appointed by the Biden administration, but has a long and impeccable record of impartial justice as a war crimes prosecutor. He's done two stints at international criminal tribunals in The Hague. Uh, whereas the charges in New York are brought by an elected Democrat district attorney under the American system of elected prosecutors that they have at the state level. So I think that's why the federal charges are more serious all round. Coming up, what could these charges mean for Trump's possible presidential run? Can you even run for president from prison? We'll find out in a moment. Hold up. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. David, you told us about the tremendous circus around this case on Tuesday and then all the supporters in the Cuban restaurant, all his supporters at his Bedminster club cheering him on, singing happy birthday. What other reactions uh, have they been to this to this news? I guess, first of all, from people on his own side of things. The, uh, Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy. Speaker McCarthy, thanks for joining us again here on Breitbart News Saturday. Thank you, Matt. It's one of my favorite things to do is join you on the radio. So the initial reaction from most Republicans was that the Department of Justice has been weaponized by the Biden administration and they're going along with the Trump claim that this is election interference. It is a dark, dark day. This is unconscionable that president administration would go indict the leading candidate coming up to the election against you. But I think there was a bit of a change noticeable once the indictment appeared because of its serious nature and because of the really damning evidence that's set out in there. And we began to see some of his rivals, like Nikki Haley, saying that these are really serious criminal charges. If this indictment is true, if what it says is actually the case. President Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security. More than that, I'm a military spouse. My husband's about to deploy this weekend. This puts all of our military men and women in danger. If you are going to talk about... We've also seen Mike Pence, the former vice president, who's another candidate for the Republican nomination, saying that he cannot defend what's charged in this indictment. I had a chance to review the indictment over the weekend. Uh, And this indictment contains serious charges, and I cannot defend what is alleged. But uh, the former president has a right uh, to his day in court. Uh, I know he's pled not guilty. And uh, at the end of the day, though, Joe, as you suggest... So if you've got people like Nikki Haley, who, as as you mentioned, is is running against Trump for the Republican nominee nomination for president. If you've got people like her pushing the boat out slightly and suggesting, oh, this, this could be bad... There must also be people who are just completely in Trump land and, you know, repeating all the talking points that he has about this being a witch hunt and the rest. Yeah, so there is uh, also a candidate running. He's actually running to the right of Donald Trump in the Republican primary, but he's called Vivek Ramaswamy. He's a tech entrepreneur, a young guy who's beginning to make a name for himself with the Trump base, actually. And he's called on all of the candidates to make a pledge. This is my commitment 
on January 20th, 2025, if I'm elected the next U.S. president, to pardon Donald J. Trump for these offenses in this federal case. And I have challenged, I have demanded that every other candidate in this race either sign this commitment to pardon on January 20th, 2025, or else to explain why they are not. That's not getting a lot of pickup from the candidates, but it is a popular opinion among the, the Trump voting base, which of course is millions of voters. We've also heard from one of Donald Trump's former attorney generals on this, Bill Barr. What's he had to say? This was very interesting because Bill Barr was attorney general under Trump and he was accused by many of presenting the Mueller report in a favourable light to convince the population that there was really nothing in it that was that damaging to Trump. But he told an interviewer that if half of what is in the indictment is proved, then Trump is toast. I think the counts under the Espionage Act uh, that he willfully retained those documents are solid counts. Now, I, I do think we have to wait and see what the defense uh, says and, and, and what proves to be true. But I do think that even half what Andy McCarthy said, which is if even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a it's a pretty it's a very detailed indictment. Uh, and it's very, very damning. And this idea of presenting Trump as a victim here, a victim of a witch hunt, uh, is ridiculous. And finally on this, just explain for us how difficult this is for, for President Biden, because he also was found to have some classified documents in, in his home and office from, from his time as vice president. How fair are the criticisms that, you know, he has basically done what Trump has done? So Biden was also found to have kept documents that he got when he was vice president and retained at his think tank and also in his property, famously kept next to his Corvette car in his home garage. And this is, a, of course, a point made frequently by Trump that Biden is facing no jeopardy at all, whereas his home was raided and he's been investigated by a special counsel and now he's been dragged into court. But Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, did actually set up another special counsel who is investigating Biden's own handling of government documents. That's ongoing. We haven't heard the results of that investigation. But there are pretty big differences in that Trump was asked by the National Records Authority for months to hand over documents and he was, through his lawyers, suggesting that he didn't have any more to hand back. And there was even a subpoena, mm. which is a legal demand that Trump just basically ignored. And Biden didn't face that. Uh, when Biden called in the records authority to say, I've got these documents, I want to hand them back, there was no need for a subpoena. Also difficult for Biden, I guess, when we look ahead to the fact that a, a presidential election is coming up soon and Trump could be his opponent, is that it's his Justice Department bringing these charges. I mean, how complicated does, does that make it? Well, this really goes to the court of public opinion and how Trump is able to impress upon his own support base and appeal to the country at large that he's been targeted by a political rival. 
because, of course, Biden has announced he's running again. Trump announced very early that he was running for the Republican nomination back in November. They are the two front runners who, as it stands today, are most likely to be on the ballot paper on November the 5th, 2024. And so it does allow Trump to make the claim that he's being targeted by his political rival to stop him returning to the White House. He is loved by, mm. I cannot stress this enough, he is, he is adored by millions of Americans because they believe he is standing up against an establishment that's using all the levers of state to block him from getting to the White House and carrying out policies that the deep state, as he calls it, don't like. And just finally, David, where does the law get involved in terms of his run for president or um, run for the nomination? If, if he loses this case, can you campaign? Can you serve behind bars? What Trump and his legal team will try and do is to delay these cases with legal process manoeuvres beyond the 2024 election, because he has a great incentive to win. If he becomes president, he can issue a pardon for himself. Now, that's a legal theory at the moment. It's never been done before. But it is widely accepted that the powers of clemency that come with the presidency are so strong that the president can pardon themselves. And under American law, there's no barrier to him running for office, even from a jail cell. In fact, it's been done before under the same legal basis that Trump is indicted on, which is the Espionage Act. It was brought in during the First World War, and a very prominent socialist politician was convicted under the Espionage Act during World War I, went to prison and ran for the presidency in 1920 from jail and received over a million votes. So it's been done before. It might sound fanciful, but nothing is going to stop Trump from running for president. That's clear. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times, a podcast brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times, with me, Luke Jones, and my guest, US editor for The Times and The Sunday Times, David Charter. If you are a subscriber, you can read all of the coverage of this historical, political moment in the US from David and his team at thetimes.co.uk or in print. This episode was produced by Taryn Siegel with production help from Priyanka Deladia. The executive producers were James Shield and Kate Ford, and sound design was by David Crackles. Leaving us a nice review wherever you're listening to this helps other people find us as well, so please do that. See you soon. <laughs>